You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? I'm proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! And welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Bugs. That guy over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds, and we're back with another Big Ten preview. This one, the Scarlet Knights of Rockers. And you got to say it like that, Chris, okay? You gotta say it like are you, like. Are you doing your best, Vince McMahon? Yeah, you gotta right say now? it like Vince McMahon. Rockers football makes it more intimidating that way because that's the only thing intimidating about Rockers right now. They haven't been very intimidating since they joined the Big Ten, man. Hey, but they got their main squeeze back, right? It's, yes, they did. It's year number fourteen under Greg Schiano, but I think three since he went back mm-hmm. to Piscataway, New Jersey, the birthplace of college football and rockers. <laughs> You're gonna do that all night, aren't you? No, I'm not. I I promise. I I won't. I won't. There's really nothing. This might be my least favorite preview because even when we preview Northwestern this year, at least we've got something interesting to talk about. Sick and twisted, but interesting. Yes, exactly. So let's dive in. Let's not waste any more time, everybody. All right. Last season, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights were four and eight. They were one and eight in Big Ten play. Yes, season number 14 under Greg Schiano since he's gone back to Piscataway, New Jersey, 
Home field is SHI Stadium, capacity 52,454. They have an all-time record of 662 wins, 679 losses, and 42 ties for a winning percentage of 494. Here's what's interesting. They are 6-5 and five in bowl games. They do have one conference title, that conference title being in the defunct Big East. But they actually have won more bowl games in the past, what was it, uh, since the year 2000 than the team up north. North, yeah. Yeah, just a little. But little then fact. again, what team hasn't? Ooh. Um, there, I'm sure there's a couple. Uh, Indiana. Nebraska. <laughs> oh, ouch. All right. Last year, they went on the road against Boston College and actually won that game 23 21 to start the year. They destroyed Wagner 66 to 7. They went, they won at Temple again in a close one 16 to 14. And then they went on a losing streak to start off the Big Ten play against Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska. They did defeat the Hoosiers 24 17. And then they finished the year on a five game losing streak. Minnesota, that team up north, Michigan State, Penn State, and Maryland. Uh, last year, uh, Vegas said four wins for them. Chris, you said, I'll go with what Vegas thinks. Give them four. I said, uh-uh. I think they only get the three. I was wrong. Chris, you were right. You didn't win any money, though, because it was right on four games for them last season. Chris, your overall thoughts from Rockers football in 2022? You know, it's tough to be the doormat of the East. These guys, these guys are probably doing cartwheels at the thought at the end of the divisions. Because let me tell you, to every year, have to face Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Then we've had a couple decent years out of Michigan State. Maryland's been up and coming. It's like you can hand us five losses before the schedule even gets started. Yeah. So interesting fact, Chris. Yeah, interesting fact. Since Greg Schiano's been back at Rutgers um, the three seasons he's been there, Against the big three in the East, the team up north, Ohio State and Penn State, he's 0-9, and the average score in those games is 42-15. to 15. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, that's – nobody, as I said, is going to be hap- happier to see conferences end than Greg Schiano and the Rutgers fan base because I'll tell you, it has been brutal. Um, it has. You know, I don't know what to think of of Rutgers at this point, Eric. I had a lot of hopes when Shiano went back. I mean, New Jersey's great recruiting area, rich in talent there. Um, He's gotten some decent, decent prospects. He has recruited the state of New Jersey better. It's just not translating onto the field right now. It's not against the big boys. It, 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 you're right. It's not. And it's not going to because the top echelon from the DMC and from the state of New Jersey are still going to go to the big boys. They're still yeah. going to go 
to Ohio, Ohio State. State. They're still going to go to Penn State. They're still going to go to Virginia Tech. They're still going to go to Clemson. Uh, they're still going to go to Maryland before they go to Rutgers. And so even though he's trying to build it by getting the local guys and the local talent from the state of New Jersey, um, it's going to be difficult because it's just not a hotbed of recruiting. I mean, there are some good guys who come out of there. Ohio mm -hmm. State's had some good guys from New York, New Jersey, but it's just not a Florida, a Georgia, a California. But you know what? The, it's not translating even against teams in the West, Eric. I mean, yeah, they beat Indiana in a closer than it should have been game. But the fact is, you know, they beat a very bad, very, very bad Indiana team by one touchdown. Other than that, they didn't have a win in the Big Ten. They are so, still a, they're still a Big East team. Yeah, that's I the mean, problem. Look, look who their wins were against. Boston College, Temple. Like, they're still a Big East team. And – you, they're not a Big Ten team yet. That may not, that may not bode well for Virginia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, guys, let's go ahead and turn it over to our big banter uh, expert from Rutgers from the What's Chopping podcast. It's Alec. We're going to bring him in and let him talk about the program that he loves. And welcome back to the OHL podcast, everybody. And as you can see, we are joined by our guest, Alec Krauthamel from the What's Chapin podcast. Before we get any further, Alec, where'd you come up with that name, man? That's, I know it's from, you know, hey, you know, keep chopping. It's a Rutgers thing. I, I get it, but that's pretty creative. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like you said, the what's cho the, the chopping, keep chopping. That's, that's the mantra for Greg Schiano. Um, and then obviously there's also the, the song what's popping by Jack Harlow. So I thought, you know, why not combine the two and make it a, a fun, fun little name. There you go. See the nice. little insight right there. I like it. I was going to ask you when you first came on, what's chopping, but, uh, I thought that might be a little, a little too much there, but Hey, welcome to the big banter family, my man. Um, another new guy, new podcast. And just let me, let me toot your horn for a minute. Your first podcast was sensational. You flew solo, number one, which is not easy to do in this. You didn't do ums and what's, and I mean, you you didn't get you didn't stammer. My first time going solo, the very first time I tried to do this, I went back and listened to it about a couple years ago, and I wanted to I wanted to shoot myself. It was terrible. It was so bad, and you just blew that out of the water. So congratulations, dude. You're gonna be good at this, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I've got experience in, you know, being on the, being for being with the uh, college radio at Rutgers and all that. So yeah, I, I'm excited to do some more, but thank you. That makes sense. All right. You've got a career in this thing. Beautiful. Hopefully, hopefully Rutgers football will give you some good content this year to talk about. How about that? Right. Let's, oh yeah. Let's hope let's, so. let's start with that. All right. Number one, Greg Schiano. He was our defensive coordinator at Ohio State for a few years. He is a Rutgers man through and through. How excited were you three years ago when he decided to come back home? Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself. He's a Rutgers guy through and through. And I think I thought I thought that, and I think everyone else in the fan base did too, or at least most of the people, is that he's he was pretty much the only guy for the job and the right guy for the job. I mean, there was rumors that the negotiations for contract were falling through. 
uh, in that coaching search. And there was basically almost a full-blown mutiny on campus. So it was pretty much Shiano or bust in that coaching search. And boy, I think I'm glad. And I think everyone else is glad that it worked out the way it did. Mm -hmm. So Alec, gotta ask, can you give us a little bit of an overview of this year's team and what are your expectations for the Scarlet Knights this season? Uh, I think I'm expecting improvement, which, I mean, is pretty basic. But uh, last year was a disappointment. They only won four games, and the offense did not look good. They let go of Sean Gleason, the offensive coordinator. And they brought in Kirk Shiraka from Minnesota. So I think we're expecting improvement on the offensive end, uh, especially in terms of quarterback play as well. Uh, Gavin Wimsett's hoping to take – a big step up in his third year uh, as a Scarlet Knight. And the defense is going to, I think, continue its upwards trajectory under defensive coordinator Joe Harris-Simiak, also from Minnesota. Uh, we're kind of stealing from Minnesota here. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm expecting improvement. Uh, and I think the key to this team is going to be the passing attack. Uh, they brought in two transfers from lower levels uh, at wide receiver at three, actually, in the whole passing attack, uh, an FCS tight end at a main, Sean Bauman, uh, an FCS wide receiver in the scene, Brantley from Western Illinois, and Jaquay Jackson, a wide receiver from D2 California University in Pennsylvania. It's a little bit confusing, but yeah, I think there's a lot of expectations that this will be an improved team, especially with the defensive floor that was already set last year. It looked really good to start out, uh, and an improved offense, I think, will lead to either close to or making a bowl this year. It's interesting you, you you brought those things up, you know, uh, Chris and I have, as we've been pouring over, you know, the statistics and looking at the the different players and projections and things like that. I think you're dead on on what what we're thinking as well. But that being said, what do you think the strength of this team will be? And on the flip side, on the other side of the coin, what is the weakness that you're worried is going to get exploited this year? Uh, I think the strength, at least. Over the whole team, I think, uh, at least in my mind, is a tie between the running back room and the defensive line room. Uh, they're both extremely deep with a lot of talent pretty much everywhere in those positions. Uh, on the running back side, you got Sam Brown, who was a breakout freshman last year but suffered a season-ending injury after the Indiana game. Uh, you got Kyle Manungai, who started in his place, and even before he broke out, uh, proven talent there. Aaron Young is a great receiving back. He comes back for his senior year. So that three, plus other guys that are also talented as well, uh, that can that that lead a deep uh, deep running back room for the Scarlet Knights, and then on the defensive line, they got guys on the edge and on the interior, uh, mainly Aaron Lewis, who in the Big Banter defensive line rankings that came out today, he was ranked, I believe, twelfth. So he's definitely a guy to look out for. There was a stat that I brought up in in my episode was that uh, there were only two guys last year that ranked in the top or that ranked at least eighty five in PFF in terms of pass rushing and run defense, and that was Will Anderson and. Uh, and Aaron Lewis. So that's pretty high praise. And I think not only not only with Aaron Lewis, there's other guys, Kenny Fletcher, Wesley Bailey, other guys around him that makes this unit very strong and probably the best unit uh, along with the running back room. As for the weakness, I think it's probably either the quarterback or the offensive line. Uh, the quarterback room as a whole, I mean, not even just the starter, Kevin Wimsett, who struggled uh, with injury and accuracy issues last year. Uh, and then his backup, Evan Simon, was okay, especially considering he was supposed to be the third-string quarterback coming into the season. He performed admirably under the circumstances, but uh, there was definitely a lot to be desired, and they didn't add a quarterback from the transfer portal this year. The only addition they made was getting a Johnny Shepard out of Iona Prep as a, as a freshman this year, and he's probably not going to play all that much as a true freshman. 
Um, and the offensive line has also struggled in years past. They brought in a new offensive line coach and Pat Flaherty, who has been around for decades. He's, I believe he spent almost 40 years coaching offensive line. Um, but yeah, I think those are the biggest strengths and weaknesses on the team coming into the year. Very well. Very well. Chris. Okay, Alec, we've talked strength and weakness. We've, we've talked about expectations. So hard numbers, a floor and a ceiling for this team. I think the floor is – it's not a very big floor and ceiling with this team. I think the floor is 4-8, and eight, much like last year. Uh, if things don't go their way, they lose some games they shouldn't, uh, which can always happen. And I think the ceiling is – I don't want to say 7-5. and five. I'm going to say 6-6 six and six is their ceiling. It's not a very big difference between the floor and ceiling. But, you know, in terms of you know perception on the season, going 4-8 and eight versus 6-6 six and six is a pretty big difference. And the schedule shapes up so that they can get those six wins, especially with, you know, some things that have been happening around the Big Ten, such as, you know, that season opening game against Northwestern got – much more, I guess, interesting for lack of a better term. It, it, yeah. Y- yeah. I, I, you, you should, you need to win that one. I, I don't know that Northwest, I don't know that Northwestern wins a game this year. I don't know. I don't know, either. I don't know when they'll win a game again. I really think that that program is in shambles right now. Um, who when knows? we record this, Eric, like we were talking before this went on, it just keeps getting worse. It does. It, it, it because really... now it's become not just a football program problem. It's becoming a university athletic department wide problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say this, but I could see a scenario where that first game, I don't know that it'd be hard, hard pressed to cancel the thing. Like you don't want to see that happen, but like I, I don't know at this point how much how much deeper this thing can go, how much worse can it get. But- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. But you should win that game. And there's some winnable games on this schedule, definitely. Um, that being said, I want to project out a little bit. Let's take a look at next year. We go to 16 teams in the Big Ten. There's no longer the East and the West. As, as Chris and I talked at the beginning of this episode before you before you joined Alec, uh, Rutgers in the last three years under Shiano are 0-9 against the Big Three in the East, and the scores have not even been in, have been close. So it's it's really hard if you're Rutgers, if if you're a Rutgers fan, or if you're Greg Shiano, to really look at your schedule and think, well, we've got to find six wins out of nine games now, because that's how it's been. The elimination of divisions. I assume you're in favor of that. Absolutely. I mean, you said it yourself. <laughs> Against the strength of the Big Ten, which is the Big Ten East, Rutgers has not fared well. So, yeah, eliminating divisions, I mean, getting some more of those maybe lesser-ish opponents in the Big Ten West, you know, more on the schedule. I- I've seen the 2024 and 2025 schedule. Uh, the Big Ten did not do us very many favors. I believe in 2024 we play the entirety of the Big Ten East except for Indiana. So it's it's a little bit of a rocky road to start out, but yeah, in the long run, I'm I'm definitely in favor of it. Would you be follow up question? Sorry, Chris, didn't mean to jump in line there right. with you, but I got follow up with that. As a Rutgers fan, would you be in favor of looking for another conference, or are you like, heck no, I want to be here? No, I would say I'm fully in support of staying in the Big Ten because even outside of football, I mean, even outside of sports in general, there's so much to uh, be proud of in the Big Ten in terms of you know the academics and the research group that all the Big Ten schools are in. Um, and the fact that, you know, it feels like the Big Ten is the most stable of pretty much any conference out there uh, in terms of any realignment. It seems like more teams or more schools are going to come in rather than leave. So it feels mm-hmm. to be a part of that and definitely I'm in favor of staying in it. Okay. What if the Big East all of a sudden reappeared? With, all the, with, with all the teams that were in it before? Yeah, like it just everybody gets together and they're all like, "Hey, let's have a reunion tour, right? Let's get it's, it's they're like the Rolling Stones of college football. Let's do this one more time, right? Would you would you uh, be like, "Hey, let's go back?" I wouldn't I wouldn't say to go back because, you know, the Big East okay. even though it had some great teams and and great moments throughout its history, it was always kind of a step down from the you know, power conferences, which is where Rutgers is in now. So I don't think I would want to go back to that, but it's always cool to think about and look back at, you know, some of the old great times that were in the Big East. I got you. I got you. Go ahead, Chris. Big East was the original group of five. It was in the so, original group of five. You're right. So, uh, Alec, just got to ask, who is Rutgers' true rival? This is This is a tough question. Because it depends on who you ask. If you ask me, I don't. At least, in, are we talking just football or in general? In general, like in we, general. like yeah, like 
I'll be honest. I don't know a ton. I know college football was born in Piscataway, New Jersey. That's about like it's the birthplace of college football. I, outside of that, you know, and then you know when when Rutgers won the Big East, you know, through Shiano's first run, I was that's when I started paying attention to him a little bit. But outside of that, I don't know a whole lot about Rutgers traditionally and things of that nature. So who is it? Maryland? Is that truly your rival or is it someone else? See, it's tough because it feels like the big 10 definitely wants Maryland to be our rival because, you know, we're the two schools from the East coast that came in at the same time. And then if you ask people around the university, they would more so say Penn state, but you know, based on the results on the field and I think it's safe to say that any school that is not, or any t- any sport that is not football or wrestling, Penn State kind of pushes to the back burner a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I it's tough because in basketball, the clear rival, not even in conference, would be Seton Hall because they have you know the Garden State Hardwood Classic played every year. Uh, mm. They were Big East rivals back in the day as well, but that doesn't translate to really any other sport other than men's basketball. So it's tough to say. Uh, I guess if I had to choose someone in conference, I would say Maryland just because. You know, the main source of the Rutgers-Penn State battles have been in football, and those really haven't been close in recent years. So if I had to get, if I had to say, I think it would be Maryland, but Rutgers would definitely help themselves as they could make those matchups a little bit closer as well. Wasn't the first game actually against, was it Princeton? Wasn't that uh, the, the first one? First, first college game. football game, yeah, yeah. Against Princeton. I think you guys should should just kick Princeton's butt every year. It like, would, that be would be nice. That would be the fun. True like, kickoff classic. The kick, yeah, the true kickoff classic, and Rutgers just dominates it every single year. Like yeah. I'm all for that. Anytime anybody can beat up on 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 you know those those schools, you know the Harvards, the Yales, the Princetons, the Browns, I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, I like. I think it's fun. So I think yeah. that would be great. That would be awesome. But Okay, I can see Penn State, you know, like I can see getting behind that rivalry if it became a little bit more competitive. But what's interesting is, you know, when when the Big Ten did with the whole you know, pro- protected rivalries, Penn State got nobody. They didn't even get Ohio State, which all of us were like, what? Like, okay, obviously we know the team up north, Michigan, is our rival. We all know that, right? Everybody knows that. But Penn State was a great rivalry, man. That thing was heated ever since they joined the conference. And to say, oh, it's not really a rivalry, or like, what? Well, especially when that team up north was so bad for nearly two decades. Yeah. Yeah, it truly. they, They were as much a rival, if not. At least a more intense rival than that. Yeah, they they really were. I mean, that was so. Yeah, so I, I had to ask that question just because I found it incredibly disingenuous of the Big Ten to give Iowa three protected rivalries, and it's like, why? Just because you're in the middle of a cornfield, really? Mm-hmm. And then and then you came Penn State, nobody. So I found your answer incredibly interesting that you said. You know, around campus, if you were to talk to the students, they would say probably Penn State. I I can see that actually. That's actually a really good answer. So all right, man. Give me your give me your prediction for the season. I'm gonna say six and six. Like like I said, I think that's their ceiling. I think I think six and six is the record they get. The big hang up games are Maryland and Michigan State to me. I think if they win one of those games, they lose the other. Say if they, you know, beat 
Uh, Maryland, I think they lose to Michigan State, even though Maryland's last game of the season. And I think if they, you know, lose to Michigan State, they have the potential to beat Mar- uh, to beat Maryland. I, I, I mixed myself up. But, yeah, I do think they hit that six-win ceiling, and I do think they make uh, a legitimate bowl for the first time in the Shiano 2.0 era. So you're really making Chris and I look like geniuses because we already pre-recorded what – what the people are about to watch after this interview and my prediction was five and seven his was six and six and so you are making us sound you're saying everything that we we kind of laid out for everybody so that's that's really good man where can everybody find the what's chopping podcast at yeah so uh right now it's on youtube Uh, so if you go to youtube.com slash What's Choppin' Pod, all one word. That's where you can find the YouTube. Uh, and then on Spotify, if you search the What's Choppin' Podcast, that's also where you can find it. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find it, yeah. We want to encourage all of you uh, to check that out, especially if you're a Rutgers fan. Follow Alec. He's going to do great stuff over at the Big Banter Network with that podcast and previewing Rutgers sports for everybody. And, Alec, I just want you to know, if you're going to say your school's name right, it's no. – it, it is. It's Rutgers, like Vince McMahon. That's how you say it. Okay, it's, it's an Ohio thing with Rutgers. Trust me. I'm not the only one. That's how you got it. Can you do that? Yes. Can I? Uh, let's see. Can I get Let's see. Rutgers. Oh, that's pretty good. That's all right. You won't work He's on that. You'll get too happy doing it. we will have alec back on when we play again i didn't even ask him any questions about ryan day and greg shiano and their little tizzy last year Mm -hmm. i was i was playing it nice we were playing it nice but i i did i did give you a softball if you wanted to say your your rivalry was ohio state because you could have went that way but you didn't alec you played it you played it kind so we'll have you back on uh, later this season before ohio state and uh, Rutgers. uh uh, goes up against one another. Yes, Eric, I'm not, I'm not going to play it kind. You can't really be a rival if you're constantly losing by 50 points. Well, he's not wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> you you can in your heart. <laughs> you can in your heart. I mean, you know. Hey, I, I was Rutgers on college uh, college football, EA Sports college football one time. I, I played with Rutgers one time. I thought hey, I'd I'll tell it. you what. I, I would love, I would love to root for those guys. I really would. The the fighting Shianos. I will say this though, Rutgers made a big mistake by being named Rutgers. You guys should be New Jersey State University. If you guys were called that, I just feel like it would be it would go over differently. I just do. But who who was Rutgers by the way? Now we're we're in overtime with with Alec. Who is it? Was is it named after somebody? Is it like somebody's last name? Is it like, you know, Boggs University? Is that what's going on there? I think it is. I think the person it's named after, as I'm googling it right now, I think the guy it's named after okay. is Henry Rutgers, who I'm reading. I'm reading off of Wikipedia right now. Good uh, old United Wikipedia. State Revolutionary war hero and philanthropist from New York City. Uh, and yeah, Rutgers University was named after him, and he donated a bond which placed to the college on sound financial footing. There you go. So if you had enough money, Chris. Ohio State could have been Wilds University. You know and, what? Some might, and some might say I on game day, it already is. I just want a building. That's all. I just want, want to win one of the big lottos so I can donate a building. Donate a building. Hey, Alec, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, check out his podcast, the What's Shopping Podcast. Look it up on YouTube, Spotify, uh, and follow him. And we will have you back on very soon, Alec. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. 
You're Thank right. you so much, Alec, for that. That was a really great uh, interview there. And uh, may I tell you, these big banter guys, Chris, they're they're all so good, man. I think I really yeah. think Big Banter's got a great collection of of podcasters and young talent who really uh, want to see their their podcast grow. You know, we've been doing this for five years, and some of these younger guys who are just getting started, I I see the green uh, behind their ears. But man, they're they're so much better than what I was five years ago when I was starting in my basement, man. So props to these guys, man. All right, let's talk about the Rutgers' projected starting lineup here, shall we? Let's start with the offense first, Chris. All right, at quarterback, Gavin Wimsat. He's a redshirt sophomore. At running back, Samuel Brown, the fifth. He's a sophomore. So, again, very young there. Offensive line, though, we've got three seniors, a junior and a sophomore. Mike uh, Safani, you got Ireland Brown, Curtis Dunlap, junior, Holland Pierce, and Tyler Needham. At tight end, Johnny Langan, he's a senior. Wide receiver, they got a senior transfer in Nassim Brantley. You've got a redshirt senior uh, in Christian Dremel. And then Chris Long, a junior wide receiver there as well. Chris, what do you think about this Rutgers offense, my man? Well, they're not a, a team that's going to put up a lot of points, obviously, Eric. Uh, this is a team that's going to have to win with defense and sustaining drives. And, you know, they're going to have to win the close games because – this is just not a high-powered offense. Um, Wimsett, I think, can be serviceable. Uh, you know, he's not he's not a top-five quarterback in the conference, but he can get out there and, and he can he may not win you games, but he can play in a manner to not lose the games. Um, Samuel Brown, I, I think there could be some excitement around Samuel Brown um, having a. a, a a experienced offensive line should help them a lot. Um, Johnny Langan, I really like that kid. If I'm not mistaken, he's also one of the backup quarterbacks, if I'm not not mistaken. He, he can play just about any spot on that uh, offense from a skill position standpoint for you. Uh, so maybe, maybe we see them do a little bit with him. You know, I, I don't see a whole lot to get excited about out of the receivers, though. So I, I think that this – Offense definitely has its work cut out for it. All right, let's go to the defensive side where you have transfer Isaiah Eiton, who's a senior. Aaron Lewis, I believe he's a senior as well. Uh, Kayante Hamilton, who's a junior. And then Wesley Bailey, who's a junior. So you got an upperclassman uh, there on the defensive line. Again, this is very similar to Illinois. You're going to have to win defensively, and you're going to need the pressure from up front. At linebackers, you got again very senior laden and upperclassman laden. Dion Jennings, senior, Mohamed Tor, uh, Torre, a senior, and then Tyreen Powell, a junior. So between the defensive line and the linebackers, I do think Shiano, who's a defensive guy, Chris, has got some some things to work with in his tool belt here. Uh, in the backfield, starting at cornerback, you got Robert Langerbeam, who's a junior, and Max Melton, who's a junior. And the one Rutgers player who was drafted last year was a cornerback, Christian Broswell. So 
you do have a, a nice little, um, uh, I guess you could say a starting of a tradition of defensive backs now playing at a higher level for them. So that is something you can hang your hat on. The third starting transfer for this team, uh, Philip Dixon, a senior at safety to go with the the other safety at junior, Desmond Igbenosin. So looking at that, along with special teams, kicker senior Jude uh, McEnany, or McEnany, McEnany, I don't know, McEnany, I don't know. That sounds like... McAdamy. McAdamy? Is that how it is? I don't know. Punter Flynn Apple or Appleby or Appleby. Applebee's? Anybody? Punter? That's a great name for a punter. Flynn. It's probably Appleby, but let, what 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 if it was Applebee's? Flynn Applebee's. That would be fantastic. Just saying. Defensively, Chris, this is a this is a great our punters, our punters last name's Applebee's. Ruckers. It's great. It's great. I think the, I think defensively Rutgers is going to be good. I do. I, I they're not they're not as good as Ohio State. They're not as good as the team up north. They're not as good as Penn State. We know that. They're 0 and 9 against those teams. But when they're playing the other Big 10 teams, Maryland, Michigan State, Indiana in the East, and then their crossover games which we'll get to in just a minute, this defense is good enough to keep them in ball games. A couple things bounce their way. I think Rutgers can win some football games this year. I do. He's he's got them going in the right direction. He really does. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a decent defense. I'm with you. Um, you know, it's it's got like you said, it's not got a lot of flashy names that you know that people associate with big-time Big Ten defense. It doesn't have a JT to him It doesn't have, a, uh, you know, some of the great players that we associate with with that team up north or Penn State. or, But like you say, he's got a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors. Um, Max Melton um, – he is one of the few names that, that I actually do recognize on, on the list. Uh, you know, pretty decent cornerback there. So, yeah, I, I think that they'll have a decent defense. I think that this is a team that, like I said, their offense is serviceable. If things bounce, like you said, if the ball bounces the right way for them, I think this is a team that could flirt with bowl, bowl eligibility. I do as well. I think – I think this is one of those teams that you kind of throw them in the middle of the pack of the Big Ten and you say Mm -hmm. you put four or five teams in there and two of them fall out six and six type of thing. Like it could happen. So that being said, let's dive into their schedule for this season. All right. They open the season versus Northwestern. You couldn't ask for a better team to open the season against, in my opinion. Yeah. uh, Given what's happening there. They play. They play host to Temple, who they beat last year. They host Virginia Tech. Um, obviously, I think if you you beat Northwestern, I think you win again one of one of those two games against Temple or Virginia Tech. You're at Ann Arbor. That's an L. Then you host Wagner. That should be an auto W. I'm sorry if you yeah. if you struggle against Wagner, you're you're not very good. At Wisconsin, that's probably going to be too much for you there. 
versus Sparty. That is a coin flip game. I've been saying it. Yeah, they could steal ever. that one. Even when I even when we previewed Sparty, I said it was a coin flip game there. At Indiana, I think you can win that one. I, I you know, it is Indy it's Indiana's at home. Can they find some magic? Will the quarterback be good by then? There's a lot of question marks there. Then you go into the bye week, and then this is where I think it just all falls apart. Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland to finish the season. You don't win any of those games. I'm sorry. Vegas says four and a half. I'm right, or, I'm right around that. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because it is Shiano and because I do think the traje- trajectory is going in the right direction. I'll give them five. I think they win five, and they're just on the outside looking in at a bowl game. Chris, you're going to predict that they are one of those teams that makes it to 500 and gets six and six. Where do you find those six wins at, Chris? Uh, for me, I think it is you're going to get three in the non-conference. I'm going to give them Virginia Tech. You know, a lot of people don't don't think so, but I'm going to give them Virginia Tech. Uh, Northwestern and Indiana, I think, are your give me games. And then, like you said, you've got games against, I think, Michigan State. I was great defensively, but and they should be better offensively. But if something bounces their way, you could see Iowa. And then, obviously, the health has been an issue with Maryland the last couple of years. I was about to say, if Talia Tagovailoa is not playing in that game for some reason, you got, you got a shot. Yeah. Or, or if you see, you know, we saw it last year where Talia was in the game, but then they lost uh, the big receiver. I can't remember his name last year, but they lost him. He went down early. Dumas? Yeah. I think that was it. So, I mean, I, I think they can get six wins. I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a gritty team. I think that says uh, it, they, they very much embody Shiano. Yeah. And th- this is the thing for me. If you are bowl eligible playing in the Big Ten East, that's something to hang your hat on. I don't care where you finish in the, in the division. If you are bowl eligible coming out of the Big Ten East, you, you, you've got something to hang It's very similar to saying if you were bowl eligible coming out of the SEC West, you're, you're a pretty good team. Big yeah. Ten East, I look the same way. So I'm Brandon Jensen, uh, lead betting analyst at Big Banter Sports. Glad to be on the show. All right. Rutgers, four and a half. The over is plus 115. The under is minus 135. This is a problem for Rutgers. They draw Wisconsin and Iowa on the road out of the West. And they, of course, get the three juggernauts out of the East. That's five games right there that I see less than a 15% chance to win any of those games. Losing their top three productive most pass catchers. It's not going to be easy for Rutgers this season. I don't see five wins. They can maybe scratch for four with games against, uh, let's see here. They've got games against Northwestern, Temple, Wagner. I think they can get three wins there, but I, I, I don't see five, and I don't see six. So I'm going to have to bet the under at minus 135. going to have to eat the juice, but that is okay. You make a very good point that this team very much takes on Shiano's personality, um, hard nose, um, just like Alex's podcast 
um, the, you know, the chopping perspective, mm-hmm. you know, keep chopping that wood, keep, keep grinding, keep working hard. The work ethic um, that Shiano brings to this players and, and the confidence he instills in them, especially defensively is real. It's a real thing. Um, I do not think Rutgers is in, in the upper echelon upper half of the big 10 if you no. were to rank the teams and when we do power rankings i think i think Rutgers is more towards the bottom half of the big 10 but i do think that there will be a game this year somewhere along the line where they're going to surprise somebody is it iowa is it maryland um is it michigan state is it indiana if they can get two of those or three of them now you're looking at five and seven, six and six, like you said. And so there's definitely room there for them to to do that. I think that's the ceiling. I think six and six is probably the ceiling for them. Um, I do see a scenario where this is a like a two and ten team too. I don't it think it could happen. I don't think it will be just given Shiano's, you know, uh, coaching chops, but. That is probably the floor, in my opinion, and and you know. Well, well and I'll tell you tell you what it is, Eric. If they come out and get stunned by Temple, their season goes down the toilet. I think that I think their confidence goes into crisis at that point. Possibly that yeah, we'll that see. would that would be what would set them towards a two and seven, I believe. Like, share, subscribe. It really does help the channel. Make sure you hit the thumbs up. It helps the algorithm, sends this video out to more people's feeds so they can check it out and they can start saying, Ruckers, like we do. Because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Try it. You'll enjoy it. I promise you. Chris, try it. Go ahead. Uh, I know. I know you want to. All right, guys. Hey. Tune in next week. We got two more Big Ten teams to preview. We're uh, we're uh, we're a little over halfway done already. See how easy that was. That's we're exciting. Just, we're just cruising right along. Before you know it, the season's going to be here, and you're going to have all this Big Ten knowledge thanks to the OHIL podcast, myself, Chris, and all of the great guests we have brought on, just like Alec from the Big Banter Network. Until next time, Chris. Go Bucks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.